All right, welcome to the SWPY. It's a brand new podcast week. How are you? Great. Coming up today, how did Brooke Henderson do at the British Open? Red Blacks lose. Are they starting to cut corners like Melnick? Mm. Henrik Lundqvist retires. Andre de Grasse wins. And Jim, your home province is a major syphilis problem. I see that. <laughs> we'll get into that and a whole lot more coming up on the SWP. It's brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to large F650s and 750s. Jim K. Ford works with multiple body outfitters, so whether you're in towing, landscaping, or online deliveries, they'll build the right truck and body for your needs. Jim K.'s commercial and fleet team can help you find what you're looking for and get you back on the road. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. All right, welcome to our program. Like I said, brand new podcast week, a show with episodes each and every weekday all about tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. Steve Warren, Jim Jerome, let us say hello to James. How are things, James? Well, uh, I don't know. Now that that you... uh turned our attention towards Alberta, more specifically Edmonton, when I read the piece, is now the syphilis capital, okay, Stevie, of Canada, right? Well done, Jimmy. I bet you contributed to that. Yeah, because Edmonton hasn't suffered uh, well enough from from the Eastern opinion of it being redneck, okay, (laughs) being redneck. This kind of sets them back. They were doing so well, Stevie, okay? They were doing so well. Uh, you know, I moved out here in 85 and when I, when I was telling people, I was 23, mm-hmm. uh, when I got the gig with Molson, uh, I, I remember my mother just horrified going, where are you going? You know, to Edmonton. No one goes to Edmonton. You know, I, no one does, right. You'll, you'll die out there. It's, <laughs> it's cold and everything. You'll never make it through a winter, you know? And, uh, I mean, that was a little you know, sort of catastrophizing things, mom, a little bit. Okay. Uh, but that's, you know, the, no one, like why people would say, why are you going to Edmonton? And then of course the Oilers put them on the map, right? Um, you know, the syphilis all, all map the, or the hockey map, the hockey map, you know, the I'm Oilers sure they, put them on the map. They probably yeah. contributed the both yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then they're doing so well, Edmonton, you know, that it's, it's growing and, and they got a great hockey team and, uh, you know, more and more people are coming out West and, and it's doing just fine. Now this. Yeah. Yeah. Now this, you know. Uh, so uh, Dr. Amita Singh is an infectious disease expert at the University of Alberta. She says right now our cases are the highest we've seen since the 1940s. So that's pretty shocking to see those types of numbers. And they're saying there's no question everywhere in the world right now uh, is spiking a little bit. Alberta, though, is uniquely high. And it's all because of social media apps being right. used to arrange contact and casual partnerships. So 
About the yeah. third of the cases, they say they had anonymous partners. Right. So get your act together, Alberta. Get your act together. Yeah. I know a few buddies. I, I've never been on the uh, I've never been on the dating sites, uh, but I know a couple of buddies uh, who were on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was sort of like, okay, what what's up with that? When I asked them, okay, Stevie, it was it was one thing and one thing only. You can get plowed. Okay. Like there's these get plowed sites, Stevie. Okay. Right. All right. And there's lots of them. There's lots of them. Ashley and- Madison. Tinder. Tinder's yep. a dating app, but you can put your little preferences in there. That you- I think so. So that's fine. Do that, okay? But but look what's happening to you, okay? You got syphilis, okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a serious side to it as well, so I shouldn't make too much fun of it, but what's happening with... It's treatable, at least. You can get it. You can get it. You take it down with a little uh, antibiotics and such, but you can't really recover too well or too quickly from the PR hit that Alberta is taking right now, Stephen Colbert made light of it on his show on Friday. It's pretty low hanging fruit. Let's be honest. Right. But he basically talked about Alberta and syphilis. And of course, Saskatchewan is the neighboring province. So he warned the folks in Saskatchewan, you don't want, you don't want Alberta rubbing up against your Regina. Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Very so, good. Low hanging fruit <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh, let's move along to some sports talk. Sure, is, let's uh, do There it. is lots to get to. Henrik Lundqvist retired on Friday. Probably when you measure out an entire career, obviously kind of limped toward the finish line. Had some heart problems actually last year. Mm-hmm. The Rangers bought him out and then he ended up signing with the Washington Capitals. Had one last shot to kind of win a cup and he had to sit out the whole year. So he effectively plays his entire career with the New York Rangers, although he was property of the Capitals in his final year. Finally decided to call it a career uh, on Friday and it got me to thinking is he or was he until the day he retired the best active player to have never won a cup oh yeah he'd certainly be in that discussion you think about maybe a Joe Thornton or a Claude Giroux or a Jason Spezza and uh, I got to think Lundquist is actually at the top of that list yeah yeah unfortunately you know unfortunately it's uh you're not the exception which always sort of is a tough, tough one for a, uh, you know, a, a, a NHL career performer, you know, to take is, yeah, but you didn't win a cup, right? I mean, that's just a, it's, it just must be, oh, God, really? Okay, I decided to hang him up. I had, I had 15 years in, a, in an unbelievable hockey market. Um, you know, it was great. He was, apparently he's a w- wonderful guy, cool guy, you know, snappy dresser. He was a real fashion trendsetter and stuff around there he was had, had lots to offer the city and everything and but we you're, couldn't you're, bring up his name on tigor without jr saying he had dreamy eyes yeah there you go and that yeah yeah he was lovely uh yeah real looker that one um but it's it's kind of like god damn, you had to bring that up yeah. Not only do people not bring it up, Steve, they bring it up first. <laughs> well, you want uh, to talk on the suspendables. You bury Russ Cordnell every well, single show. Well, look what show, he does to me. It's true. Look what he does to me. I can't yeah, no, That's your anymore. all-purpose ammo that you lob back at him because he inevitably takes uh, – he draws it's first blood, one. not you. It's a good one. Um, same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Same idea. Russ and Lundquist, they, they played about the same length of time. But um, anyway, uh, you know where it should be. I'm sure it'll be celebrated. So certainly in New York, you know, that that's this day and age, man, that's pretty good that you're knocking out 15 plus years in the NHL and it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher to do that. Um, So congrats, man. Congrats to him. 
Yeah, they'll they'll probably. I got to think. Uh, there's no question that New York will retire his number. Uh, he'll be going to the Hall of Fame. And to the point about not having a Stanley Cup ring, when you're measuring out a career, it almost means zero to me now. There's just too many teams. It's so easy to go through right. your entire career now and not win a Stanley Cup. It might be, okay, we have one spot left, and then we're closing the Hall of Fame, and I have, I maybe have two guys I'm deciding between. Okay, then I might bring it up then. Okay, equal careers, but that guy got a ring. There, that's a tiebreaker. So right. it, it helps, but only only a little. And it doesn't, yeah. you know, in this particular discussion, it doesn't even bear bringing up. Lundquist is a, in my opinion, a first ballot Hall of Famer. And in no way would a lack of a cup ring affect his Hall of Fame candidacy for me. Right. I Well, I, I, I agree. I agree. I've always been a proponent of, you know, there's got to be other categories, man. You know, uh, like I tried to say sort of fourth line guys who had long careers, you know, and Russ said, no, 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 no. They don't go in the Hall of Fame. Their jersey goes in their local bar in their, right, in their right. town, you know, and they do it. I'll tell you, you know, it won't be long, Stevie. It won't be long before we start to look at guys like uh, Connor McDavid and Drysettle here. You know, is, I, I, I feel like when I bring up their names, like, well, yeah, but he just started playing. You know, he's only been playing about a year or two now, but, but it's not, right? He's kind of four or five years deep already. McDavid is six years in. Six years deep already, okay? I, I, you know, and, and he'll make it, if he gets to 15 years, Okay, which he had that early career injury, and everyone thought, oh, no, he's going to be injury prone. But but he's been okay since then. And if he does, Stevie, uh, playing his whole career in Edmonton, he will get in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't get syphilis. (laughs) Okay, that'll be be some Hall of Fame numbers, Stevie, down the pipe here, okay, in 10 or 15 years, all right? (laughs) I think if he really applies himself, he's going to be all right. (laughs) That's right. but what anyway. a career already, because, you know, he he's only going to have to play six years, man. maybe four, three or four more years before he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's six years in. He's got 574 points in 407 games. So and he's going to, you know, I hope I hope maybe even a couple more gold medals on on the Olympic right. side of things. He's uh, won at the World Juniors and maybe a couple of Olympic gold medals in that sort of 10 year window. That would uh, that would bring it all home, but yeah, it's right. certainly a special player. I don't think he's on that list yet, just because it's only been six years. That right. list I mentioned about best active player with the best career who's never won a cup. He's not there yet, but he's awful close. Yeah, Sid will be. The, I mean, Sid will be the next kid, right? Um, you know, he's how, how long Sid played? Well, he's 12, won a cup though. 13, won, 14, 15 he's won, years. He's won three cups, so three or four. No, but thinking of retiring, I'm saying you know, oh, yeah. active active players. I mean. It, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's around 15 years, something like that. Yeah, he'd be around there now, and yeah. he's, but he's certainly a long way from retiring. It'd be kind of interesting, you know, because the Pittsburgh Penguins, they kind of seem as a franchise on the downslope. You're always going to have a chance with Crosby and right. a guy like Malkin, but at some point you're going to have to say, uh, let's maybe move these guys out and start to think about a rebuild because Crosby and Malkin aren't getting any younger. Right. Crosby right now is 34 years of age. And then on the other side of the coin, you have Malkin, who is 35. So you're going to have to make a decision on them at some point. You don't want them to – I mean, it's it's a nicety for sure. Chicago's probably thinking the same thing with Taves and Kane. At some point, you, you probably want to move them out for the good of the franchise, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a mm-hmm. tough decision because it's nice that a guy plays his entire career with the same team. That's nice for the fans and all. 
Right. But ask the fan what he wants. Does he want to win? Or does he want the nicety of watching the team kind of struggle when right. a 40-year-old Sidney Crosby retires in a Penguin jersey and he never got anything for him when you could have? Yeah. It'll, it'll be curious to see what happens because of the ownership there with Mario Lemieux in, in Pittsburgh, right, who played his whole career there. And that, that's going to that's gonna have some influence on, on Sid, you know, mm-hmm. that Mario, um, you know, who would be sentimental for sure about the Penguins who might say, no, no, we're not, we, we want you to play out here. We want you to play out, you know, right, right to the end. Let's be that guy, you know, let's be that guy that you, the, the loyalty that you, I have to the team. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe Mario does put that kind of angle on things. With I don't Sid. know how I feel about it. You know, I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because on the one side, from a hockey perspective and a competitive standpoint, yeah, this is the time to trade guys like that. But I'm the same guy that was upset when Daniel Alfredson left and played his final year with the Detroit Red Wings. It would have been Mm -hmm. awesome to see him stay in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so it's a double-edged sword, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, The Red Blacks in action on the weekend. Yeah, Red Blacks Mm -hmm. went to uh, Saskatchewan, and the offense is – Maybe a little better, but still quite awful. You know, they raised the bar just a little bit. <laughs> but when you were terrible the week before and just a little better than that, it's still not good. Uh, the Red Blacks fell to Saskatchewan. Like the first half, there was no touchdowns. Right. It was four field goals. And right. the first touchdown was scored in the game with about, I think, five, six minutes left in the third quarter. It was not the most entertaining ball game I have ever sat through. But the Red Blacks fall to one and one with the loss to Saskatchewan. I should give you the final score here. That would probably be a good thing. Sure. Give me the final score. Um, I've got it right here, my friend. I've got it right here. Uh, Red Blacks fall to Saskatchewan 23 to 10. And like I say, not particularly entertaining. And it got me wondering about where Oseg is at right now. That's the ownership group that runs the Red Blacks and, uh, and the, and the park. Right. And after the whole shutdown of the league, Late with this season, I wonder if they're not cutting corners a little bit right now because they went to Saskatchewan with one guy on their depth chart at running back, and he got hurt. Right. You go, you look at their depth chart, and you say, that's a pretty thin depth chart when the only name there is Timothy Flanders. So when he got hurt in the game against Saskatchewan, they had to fire a receiver in there, and uh, Devontae Dedman <laughs> was pretty good in the role, got the only touchdown of the game for Ottawa, and... Uh, and move the ball a little bit, but at the end of the day, he's a, you know, like a 170 pound receiver. So not ideal. And it got me wondering if, um, you know, they're maybe cutting corners a little bit this season. And uh, I I could, to me, if you've got a depth chart that only has one name at running back, that's Mm. uh, that's a big problem for me or, or it's a typo. I don't know, but they put a receiver in there and that seems to speak to it, speak for itself. Yeah. Um, I watched, um, I watch. I'm just checking the scores here because I, I forget. But but my Elks, uh, they won the weekend and the finally uh, and the Argos beat Winnipeg. Um, the Argos look pretty good. I watched. I watched some of that game. But to me, I, and highlights of the, all those other games that I I tuned into. I was watching the Red Blacks a little bit. It looks to me like there's just a whole ton of it's. It's from right from Montreal right out to Vancouver. It, the whole thing is coated with a bunch of rust. Okay? Yeah, whole, I, agree. I agree. Every freaking team, Stevie. You know, I I I watched one of the games where the quarterback. Um, I think it was the Winnipeg Toronto game. Arbuckle 
and Caleros uh, in Winnipeg. Um, like like I say, it was just like a bunch of rust, you know. Um, Toronto wins that game, but but I was watching it and watching this quarterback, and like he's so slow, man, out of the pocket. Uh, you know, they hammered him a couple of times, like, like four guys were in on him because <laughs> he was dancing, you know, trying to dance around, but it was that Arbuckle looks, or Kolaros? Yeah. Col- Arbuckle. Yeah. Actually Arbuckle. I mean, they end up winning, but, um, they, I mean, both, both teams were kind of shitty, you know, uh, like Although I said, Arbuckle, like- Arbuckle may have been slow footed, but he had a good night though. He threw for over 300 yards and a 71.9% completion percentage and yeah. one score, no interceptions. That's a pretty efficient night. I understand that, but but some of those passes were way underthrown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Winnipeg just wasn't up to snuff defensively. You know, they, they, they threw balls against young defenders. Um, so you'd have to watch the game. To, it, it looks great. It looks great on paper. But, but I was watching it looked... I hate saying this all the time with the CFL because they're speaking of them trying to promote themselves. It was kind of high school football, you know, a little bit. I will say this offense always, even, you know, in a well-oiled machine like the NFL, the offense takes longer to go, get going because as I've always said, creating stuff, that's what offense does. Offense creates defense destroys. And just like you doing a little project in your garage uh, and trying to create something, we know how difficult that is versus taking a sledgehammer to the whole process and, right. and getting frustrated right. and moving on. So defense will always, particularly after a, <laughs> a league shut down for a year and a half, the defense is always going to have the early advantage until the offense right. kind of gets its choreography down. Good point. Way. Good point. There was a poll on Facebook, I think, yesterday. Um, I mean, this thing gets beaten to death about the old – uh, NFL rules. What and what ha- what happened with that leak from uh, from the the big wrestler actor guy who's going to crank out a that league, league that from that wrestler? So you're talking about The Rock and you're talking about the XFL talks broke down though. The XFL and the CFL will not be doing any business. Oh, okay, so because it's always this ongoing thing, you know, about the rules. Should they have NFL? And yeah. then um, so a guy put up yesterday. How many teams would you give up from the CFL to have one NFL team in Canada? That'd be a good poll question. Let's do that as a poll question, and uh, we'll answer it tomorrow. So there's our yep. poll question. It, would you be willing, good listener, to – let's do the whole league. Would you be willing if – the, if the NFL came along and said, if the CFL folds entirely, we'll put an NFL team in Toronto? Would or say you, even Vancouver, you, the two biggest. You want two NFL teams? Yeah, right. You want West and East, right? If you're giving up your football – Let's say we want you know yeah, the old no. east west thing. So and we'll put we'll put the NFL team in Ottawa too. No, we won't do that. Um, it probably makes maybe a little more sense in Toronto. So in Toronto and Vancouver, you get an NFL team in both. Would you be down with that in order to have a couple of CFL teams? Kill the CFL, so we have two C, uh, two F- NFL teams. So uh, kill the whole know. league, or or just reduce it to six teams. Well, this poll is getting complicated. Yeah, we should we should. CFL is a grassroots thing, right? If you live in Regina, right, you're going no. No, why would I want that? I love my roughies or Winnipeg. But interesting enough, interesting yeah. enough. You, okay, you do go. the poll thing. You redesign it. <laughs> it. The poll is a mess right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, our email address, if you want to chime in this, like how much would it mean to you to have an NFL team? Like what CFL sa- level of CFL sacrifice would yeah, you good. be willing to make? Our, what would you our email sure. address is uh, 
stevewproject at outlook.com. Speaking of placing teams in Canadian cities, that's not a bad segue. I don't hate that. Yeah, that's good. That's the strong. NHL and the possibility of having an NHL team in Quebec City certainly is being discussed mm-hmm. because I guess what's happening in Arizona is that the lease is not going to be renewed for the Coyotes after this coming season. And so everybody on social media immediately started going, okay, well, at least among Canadian hockey fans, let's get this Battle of Quebec thing going. Quebec Mm -hmm. City would be a perfect landing spot for any NHL club that needs a new home. The question is, would Gary Bettman really want another club in Canada and in a non-English speaking market? Maybe that factors into, I don't know. But you cannot question the passion level of Quebec City hockey fans. And you cannot question that they are like the most turnkey city going because you've got a brand new facility they built just five, six years ago that's the biggest arena in Canada that doesn't have an NHL team. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably was told that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good to go. So I'd love to see the Nordiques back, see the old Battle of Quebec. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Bettman's number one mission, man, is to expand the league. Always has been. You know, always has been. Ideally Um, in America. Yeah. Ideally in America. You're right. So, um he will, he's not going to be big on this, you know, on the, whoa, 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 about move, moving out of Phoenix. Remember, remember when the shit hit the fan there about ownership, all the trouble they had, the league bailed them out for a while, right? The Coyotes. Yep. Uh, and so he did everything in his power to, to try and keep it there. But, um, and same with Ottawa. When Ottawa was struggling, he was patient. Yeah. And for all the faults that I think Gary Bettman has as a commissioner, I mean, obviously the owners love him because the, their profits are going this way, and my my right. hand is currently going upward like a flow chart going up. Sure, I got anyway, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the good listener couldn't see. So, but the uh, that so that's been good. But I think the average fan is kind of Gary Bettman rubs me the wrong way. Well, if you're an Ottawa hockey fan, you got to respect that Gary Bettman didn't bail on the Sens. Right. He does. He does. He, he. I mean, he has lost some franchises under his watch. Been around since the early '90s. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg moved initially. Uh, Quebec City, that'd be another one. You know, so that might be a benefit to the Quebec City hockey fan in that this guy hopefully has some level of guilt that uh, that the thing didn't work in Quebec City. He's been around to, to see how passionate Quebec City hockey fans are. So right. maybe he's got that in the back of his head as you know, still a possible destination. But America comes first. The Kansas Cities of the world will get a look. The thing you're balancing the whole time, if you're Gary Bettman, is expansion money, right? It's $650 million right now. So anytime you move a team that's struggling in an Arizona and you slide it into Kansas City, bye-bye, $650 million, bye-bye. Well, the other thing is, uh, you know, when, the, when they threw together a schedule, uh, and, and remarkable as it was, you know, that they, they pulled off hockey during COVID, the all Canadian division, right? Was people were like, yeah, yeah, man, this is fantastic. You know, this will be great. Uh, but I don't think it, I don't think it had the response they were hoping it would. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, certainly from me, right? I, I thought this is great, right? Oh yeah, right, right, right. It's all, it's all Canadian games all the time. I, ca- I kind of got, oh, they're playing those guys again, right? You know, uh, was when I thought it'd be really cool. Um, so uh, because of that. If people come out and say, well, it'd be great to have another Canadian team, you know, 
to see to see Quebec play Montreal, the rivalry, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, you know, etc. Uh, I don't think it's. I, I don't think people are that interested in it. It's not the. It's not the be all end all. In fact, a lot of them said, "I'd ra- I'd rather see, uh, you know, Sid come in and play, right? Or you know, or or Eichel from from Buffalo or whoever these other you know Tampa. I'd love to see Tampa play. I mean, they got an unbelievable team, right? Um, not necessarily Montreal all the time. So anyway, we'll yeah, see. it's going to be nice to get away from the Northern Division and all Canadian stuff. I thought that was going to be a boon for the NHL and Ottawa hockey fans would love seeing these two, three, four games in a row against the same team. It's going to build animosity and rivalry and make for great entertainment. I was dead wrong. Maybe that would come after two, three, four years of it. But honestly, I was done with it by the end of this past season. I'm ready to go back to kind of the way things were. So long as they keep the tournament and the divisional play uh, in place for the playoffs, I still think that's the most effective way of doing it. But Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I'm glad we're away from that North Division and all Canadian stuff. Speaking of Canadians, Brooke Henderson at the British Open had a nice run, but it just uh, not meant to be. Did not have a particularly good Sunday. She uh, finished up six strokes off the pace, tied for 13th place behind Anna Norquist. Nordquist. Yeah, we like Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like Anna. Uh, from uh, Sweden. And yes. she wins the uh, the championship at Carnoustie with a minus three today and a minus 12 overall for the tournament. And, uh, we had talked about it in our last episode, Jimmy, how that link style golf generally hasn't agreed with Brooke Henderson, but right. boy, for three rounds, it sure did. She was even at the start of today, maybe she was putting for Eagle at one point early in the round. Had she made that Eagle putt, I think she would have been in a tie for the lead, but uh, right. fell, obviously fell off the map as the day went on. Yeah. Cause I kind of, I kind of said she had no shot because the, the odds were really against her. Right. Specifically, they were really high odds, right, for her to do anything in the in the British Open. Um, but yeah, she seemed to sort of be piecing it together there a little bit. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, Carnasty, right, is what they call it. Carnusty, they call it Carnasty, man, is the name of that. I played it. I told you that. Yeah. Um, and you can you can take it and keep it, Stevie. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like yeah. any of them. Yeah, it's 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 really tough, but not not surprising when Europeans win these things. I was kind of irritated with how little we saw Brooke Henderson. She was two strokes back for a long time, um, and we, we we weren't seeing her. And I get, I don't know if it's Golf Channel or NBC, I get if it's like loaded with Americana above her, but it really wasn't. Right. It was, it was, a, it was at least a couple of Swedes in there. I think there was a Norwegian in there. It, and and I just it seems to me like if you're not you know, in the top three, they, they weren't looking at you. Uh, but she wasn't have. I mean, in, in in fairness, she did not have the kind of round that needed a lot of coverage, uh, as Bob Weeks describes it. It was a day of running on the spot for Brooke and not getting any momentum. Started right. with birdies on the third and the fifth, and then she gave those back with bogeys at nine and ten. Recorded a bogey on the par five twelfth, made a birdie on fourteen, also a par five, and then came home with a string of pars for a seventy two and finished tied for thirteenth. So by British right. Open you, standards, she did well. You, you, you you bring up uh, a, an interesting question going forward, uh, and the the future of golf and what it what it's going to mean for the spectator, for the fan, for the television watcher, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's one of the problems. You know, is for example, we're we're a fan of Brooke Henderson, so when I flip it on to watch network coverage, you're at the mercy of those guys, 
And one thing they tried to do was what they would call feature groups. Okay. So we're going to feature this group because it's Daniel Kang and Nellie Corda and whoever else, right. Who are, who are top 10 in the world. The problem with that is they go for a shit. Okay. And they're no good. And then and yet you got to keep seeing them. Right. And you're like, she's plus seven. The leaders are at minus five. <laughs> Why do I keep seeing this? The big, the big change, Stevie. And in, in sports, not only pay-per-view, um, or, or whatever other options you have is, is streaming where you can watch your own player right. and, and golf for golf. That is huge for golf for obvious reasons. You know, you got 70 players out there for the weekend and I want to watch my player. Well, you're going to be able to do it pretty soon. I think, I think you're going to be able to turn it on and never miss a shot. You know, they're almost there now, right? If you go on some of these, uh, like if you go on the PGA app, for example, um, they 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 finally sort of got it up to speed where you can see every, not see but they they record every shot yeah that the player has so you click on them they got their scorecard up there and then there's a little comment drive a you know tee shot 280 left rough you know it's cool it's cool yeah, and I know I use it like, during majors nice I know that the NASCAR circuit does it you can actually watch the dashboard camera right on right. on track of your favorite driver. And the PGA has something called the NBC's been experimenting with it this year. Uh, They've got a live stream going and it's got 120 cameras installed. Um, And so I think that was, uh, they they started with the players championship this year and it basically let you see whatever player you wanted. Right. 120 cameras. So you could view any of the 144 athletes you wanted all in real time. And I agree. That's, that's where go. it's going, I think. And and why wouldn't it go that way? I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Ottawa Senator fan, even more than I'm an NHL fan, to be honest. And so right. I want to watch the Ottawa Senators. And if I was getting – if I couldn't watch, you know, 40 games of the Ottawa Senators, I'd be really irritated by that. You know, mm-hmm. I'd buy, I'd buy a, a, you know whatever package I needed to to watch all 82 games. And it's right. the same if you're a fan of Brooke Henderson. You want to watch all of Brooke's shots. And today, right. I felt like I watched six, maybe. Right. Right. I saw her more in the, the those uh, golf town commercials than I saw her on the actual course at a major. It's ridiculous. Right. You know what? You know what? Uh, yeah, I didn't realize the other day, Stevie. I, as you know, I love the Jays. I love flipping them on in the summer. Love. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't pay, you know, Uber attention to them. But but I'm watching them, um, and they're calling for the manager's head now because he made one little move Friday. Okay, got so and so to pinch hit for. Alejandro Kirk, yeah. we brought blah blah blah. Anyway, brought in a guy to bunt, and Kirk yeah. was ripping the ball. Yeah. Anyway, take it easy. Um, so anyway, I flip it on Stevie. I got all the ch- I got all the channels, TSN, Sportsnet, to watch the Jays. Right? Mm-hmm. They're on every game. Not so much Stevie the other night. You couldn't. You, I said, "Where the freak are the Jays?" They had two other different baseball games. So I went to my app. Must be delayed. Got to be postponed weather. No, no. The score is up there, Stevie. They they put it on a YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I said, well, I don't have a YouTube channel. Yeah, so that's why you, you that's why you couldn't see the game the other day. Well, you don't need a YouTube channel to watch YouTube. Yes, you do now. You do no. now. I'm telling you, I, I had my YouTube on my TV. I can watch it on my phone. I can get YouTube, but you this is a prescribed thing. Subscription. You need prescribed <laughs> oh, okay, doctor, so. doctor's orders. You need YouTube. Yeah. So to watch some of these games, to watch that game, you would have to pay for it the other day. I'm almost 100% sure. Don't like it. 
or do hmm. I? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know if you like it or not. We'll uh, we'll talk about it during the break, but we should point out as well that speaking of golf, uh, the PGA Tour basically not going to be giving out a trophy at the Northern Trust. Uh, that's event number one in the FedEx Cup playoffs. The PGA Tour announced that based on the projected path of Tropical Storm Henri and the Tropical Storm warning that's been issued by the National Hurricane Center for the area where the tournament's located in Jersey, there is no play today. So. Right. The storm, uh, as we speak, let me see here, it's been upgraded to uh, Category 1 hurricane status with maximum sustained winds of 75 miles an hour as of Saturday afternoon. But what if weather, you do the same thing in Major League Baseball. You know weather's coming. You're hearing about, you know, an electrical storm in the area, and you shut things down while a guy's in the middle, deep into a game where he's in the middle of a no-hitter. How would that all play out? We'll talk about that coming up after these words are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered i'll take a professional look at it and let you know what i see and you make the decisions text 8606008 all insurance ontario your modern boutique broker did you know that jim k ford has been around since 1982 so they're in their 40th year one of the longest running dealerships in ottawa The K family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about. Shop for your next vehicle and make your appointment today at JimKFord.com, 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. I want to tell you about Glenn Walton. Good guy there. Compared to this time last year, the price of a single family home in Ottawa has gone through the roof. So, if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should call up Glenn and get a free, no-obligation estimate, and you will be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glennwalton.com. All right, James, we'll get into it here now. So, what happened was at uh, the Cubs game the other day, this is the story, the Kansas City Royals were livid that a weather delay interrupted starter Chris Bubik's no-hit bid. He held the Cubs hitless through six at Wrigley Field, but then had to sit through a 30-minute weather delay where nothing happened. And then he just brought everybody back, and then he lost his mojo and walked the first batter, then gave up a two-run homer when he came back. And so the Royals manager, Mike Matheny, was fuming. He said, I wonder how it would have gone if it was a Cubs pitcher that was making or flirting with history anyway. And uh, Matheny said, it is what it is, but the rule needs to be fixed because it's wrong. So yeah, they basically okay. cleared out the the stadium due to lightning in the area, but nothing ever happened. So, so dudes complaining because they're the visiting team, right? He's yep. saying if it was the other way around the home team, they wouldn't have done it. Um, a couple things. Okay. For, first of all, I think it's always, I, I think it's always stupid to uh, argue against safety. You know, I, I really do, right? It's like, no, no, this this could be very dangerous, okay? This could be really dangerous that someone could get zapped by lightning, okay? So um, what, what, is, that a, is that a ploy that a home team would pull so a guy doesn't get, so a guy can, they can upset his no-no? I, I, I don't think so. Here's the other thing, Stevie. I've watched baseball over the last three or four years now where it's not uncommon for a team to 
bring in a bring in a relief pitcher when a guy does he's got no hits on the I've seen it four or five times. Even though he's got the no hitter going, they pull him. Yeah, right. They pull him. So I I I think that's sort of a recent thing in the last four or five years. I don't know with analytics and shit like that. Right. It's all changed. But dude is complaining like it's the bottom of the ninth. You know, it was the sixth inning, man. Right. Easy on the, he's on the verge here. So, well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If there's, if there's four more to go, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Easy on saying, you know, this, he's, he's talking like it was a lock. Right. That the guy was going to get a no hitter. Yeah. And those last three innings, this just in are the hardest ones to get through because that's when the nerves set in, you know, you're making history. That's when it gets really tough. And the other guys are bearing down. They don't want to be no hit in the game. So, right. Yeah, these last right. three so batters are swinging way more often, right? Especially yeah. if they're down, they're they're. So it's you're right, totally different. So the guy's got to stand down a little bit, you know, that that he's freaking that this thing made headlines that oh yeah they did that so he wouldn't get a no hitter. Nah, no, 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 no. I don't think they did. I yeah, you know. Um, anyway, when I saw it was the sixth inning, I said, dude, you're not making any sense. Yeah, totally. Baseball agree. pulls guys all the time. Totally yeah. agree. And you're right. They, they they will pull a pitcher if the guy's on a pitch count. This was just a unique story, and I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, a weather delay basically disrupted a guy's mojo, and there was no weather to be worried about. But let's, that's, you know, that's, right. that's the underlining thing to this whole thing. We can discuss this or that about the, this story. You want everybody to be safe. You know, imagine the outcry. Yeah. It's not yeah. quite disgusting, like the manager said. No, you know, no. It was disgusting. I think it was one of his goals. Like, easy, pal. Easy, yeah. You, you obviously want to make sure all the fans, the players are safe. You know, we've had major sports. I've seen it in soccer where there were lightning strikes and the, you know, the 11 guys on each team just went down in a heap. And uh, sure. yeah, you can't mess around with lightning. So uh, all good. But an interesting story all the same. Want to say thank you to the good Patreon members out there. Some of the legends include Bill Grease, Bruce Phillips, Henry Backer, Jimmy Fatta. Michael sure. Pearson, Marcus Von Boltenstern, and Steve Davis. Thanks to all of you. And we'll do some more shout-outs over the course of this week. We're a little uh, tardy on that, but uh, thank you to everybody for your memberships. You can uh, get a membership if you're loving the show and want to keep it rolling on a daily basis. Check out stevewproject.com. James, enjoy your day. I've got Michael yelling at me downstairs, so i got to roll. So we shall talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.